93.9 The Eagle, broadcasting live from the Zimmer Radio Group World Headquarters. This is the CEO Roundtable with Fred Perry. This city is my city, and I love it, yeah, I love Get ready for interviews with movers and shakers from our community as we dive in for a deeper look inside Columbia. Now, here's your host, Fred Perry. And welcome to the CEO Roundtable. Glad that you've tuned in this weekend. Very pleased to have you uh, with us. Uh, got some great guests in the studio this weekend. Uh, welcome to the Eagle Studios. Uh, Philip Smith and Mark Dempsey, they are the founders of Peak Sport and Spine, a very... Uh, a uh, successful company here in Columbia that has uh, grown tremendously in in uh, recent years, and uh, uh, one of their partners in a company called PT Partners out of Kansas City, the CEO of PT Partners, Brian Frank. Brian, great to have you with us. Thank you, Philip, Mark. Good to have you guys. Uh, welcome back. Thank you, Fred. Uh, good to be here. It's, you know, it's been over two years since you were in the studio. So anyway, I just uh, it's January twenty twenty one, the last time you were in, and a lot has happened since you were were in the studio with us, and so. Um, let's talk a little bit about your backgrounds first, because I think it's good for people to know sort of uh, where you came from and uh, how you got into the physical therapy business and, and uh, uh, how peak performance, uh, peak sport and spine ended up right here in Columbia, Missouri. Uh, Phil, tell us about your background. Uh, my background's in outpatient physical therapy. Uh, grew up in Marshall, Missouri. Uh, graduated from Southwest Baptist University. Uh 2000 mm-hmm. and was able to get out make my way up towards the columbia area from bolivar yep were you and, able to major in pt at southwest baptist yes i was okay very yep. good um and uh when did you open your first business in columbia um 2004 was my first clinic and that was in moberly okay and uh at that point mark and i were friends and kind of knew each other knew of each other and um, he was with peak performance at that point point who had opened up in 1999 mm-hmm. and really at one point i was looking for a partnership with those guys when i went to moberly and they had their hands full with what they were doing so i jumped out on my own and uh, ended yeah. up reconnecting with uh with mark and his partners later mark would you uh characterize that relationship as friends uh was that is that how you would describe it yeah it really really was i mean i, I didn't know philip at all and i would see him occasionally and i think and a partner knowing more from kids same age and, yeah and it's cool but yeah uh, it was definitely friendly there was nothing adversarial with that's great so. and you guys were competitors in some respects sure. yeah. yeah so tell us about your path mark uh where'd you go to school and where'd you grow up i'm from montgomery city um, okay. originally and i i went to uh, central methodist um, college at the time for undergrad in mizzou for grad school and i'm, I'm an athletic trainer yeah uh came here in in 91 and and expanded our sports medicine program here in the central Missouri area, and in uh, in 1999 started peak performance. Right, right. So from there, became more clinical. Still did some teaching. Still did some game coverage. Spent a lot of time at the junior highs here in Columbia. And, yeah. Um, so it's the, uh, but I became more on on the administrative side, and until 2014, when when Philip and I merged our our two companies and my partners, that. Uh, really took it to another level yeah and what year was the actual merger again 2014 14 okay very good brian tell us about your path and how you got to pt partners yeah i'm been a pt i graduated just after philip a different school but in 2003 i'm from iowa Mm -hmm. uh, farm kid from iowa small town in iowa and live in kansas city yeah and um really came to be 
partners with these guys in 2017, just shortly after their merger. Um, they, uh, Peak Sport and Spine, acquired uh, PT Partners, which is really a partnership company where we function as, as truly a corporate partner, mm-hmm. uh, equity partner with other physical therapists in other markets. So yeah. we are in, outside of Missouri, there's eight other states that we, we have partnerships in. Yeah, great. And so your background is also in physical therapy, is that yes, correct? Sir. Okay. Yep. And uh, did you own any clinics at any time or did you, you nope. kind of find yourself in a management role? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, very good. I tried to hire him years ago for right? a sedalia <laughs> i knew brian long before 2017 yeah well good i um uh, help us understand a little bit about uh the the size and scope of peak performance i think that uh if you have had an orthopedic surgery or if you have had a kid uh in high school sports uh or if you have had a slip and fall on the ice uh there's a chance that you know about peak performance uh but if you haven't had any of those things occur for those people who haven't tell tell people about the company philip how big is the company right now well the company's still growing but we're setting it around 700 employees at this point wow. uh, eight different states uh, soon to be nine um you know we've had pretty steady progress since our merger in 2014 every, every year we've gotten bigger better and stronger and you are intentionally uh, growing uh, acquiring other uh, clinics acquiring and some de novo clinics mm-hmm. um really what we're trying to do for the state of missouri more than any other is create access and mm-hmm. access has been a big word for us, and it's a big word you'll hear yeah. coming up in, in medicine really for the next 20 years. Yeah. Because as the markets, uh, it's, it gets tougher to find specialists, consolidation in healthcare continues to, to move forward at a steady progress also. And you'll see the you're, we're losing family providers, we're losing physical therapists, we're losing access to care in all of mm-hmm. our rural communities. Yeah. So what we're trying to do on an outpatient level is create access and to keep access in those areas so we can continue to provide the service. It's not always easy, but we've been able to, to hold true up to this point. Yeah. Uh, Mark, how many clinics does Peak uh, Performance we have? Peak Sport and Spine have Peak Sport and Spine. We have 45 clinics uh, in okay. Central Missouri wow. and in Illinois. Wow. So we've got uh, seven over on the okay. Illinois side that falls under our name. Yep. And uh, Brian, how are, the, how are the clinics branded in, in um in Kansas City, in the Kansas City area, um, so we have two different brands operating in Kansas City. Okay. One under the, on the Missouri side of Kansas City called Casey Rehab, mm-hmm. and then Performance Rehab operates on the Kansas side. Okay, so in total, there's 21 um, there in Kansas City. Is there a big difference in the way that Missouri does physical therapy versus the way Kansas does physical therapy in terms of laws and insurance and access? Um, some of the insurance plans vary uh, across state lines, but really, up until recently, the biggest difference was um, that Kansas had direct access. Um, and Missouri did not. Yeah. So, um, and I think we'll talk about it here in a few minutes, but I think as of October, August 28th of this year, Missouri will be effectively another one of the states um, that has direct access to PT. So those differences will become a lot less at that point. Yeah. So if you want to be, uh, so I noticed, Mark, that you um, uh, said you were an athletic trainer and uh, and you went to Central Methodist and, and Philip, you went to Missouri Baptist and you are a, a full physical therapist. Is that correct, PT? Yes. Okay. Tell us a little bit about the difference in training and, and uh, uh, so is it, uh, is, is, uh, my son's roommate just became a, an athletic trainer and I think it, he went to five years of school. Does that sound mm-hmm. right? Is that uh, how many yeah, years? Five or six. Five or they six have to be masters. Now. Okay. Yeah. And so, uh, is that a typical uh, 
why would you choose to become an athletic trainer versus a physical therapist? Well, that's a really good question. Kind of yeah. a loaded question. Yeah. Um, as an athletic trainer. I'm trying trainer, to stir up a little uh, competition well, I, here, but I, I don't know. It's not working very well. <laughs> anyway. We specialize in the, in the care and prevention for athletic injuries, to basically mm-hmm. put it all in a nutshell. Yeah. Um, so our, our entire training, our entire lives are spent around athletes. Yeah. Sometimes that can be taken out into the general public, but but our training is with athletes. Yeah, um, and I'll you know let these two guys talk about for PT, but for the most part, they're trained to take care of everybody. I mean, yeah. all the sick conditions uh, as well as orthopedics. Yeah, very good. I um uh this kid that I that is now working for you guys is uh, athletic trainer. We were on vacation with his family and uh, uh we were down in Florida and I uh, inadvertently uh, with the help of a rug and maybe a couple of uh drinks uh did the splits oh, and nice. uh, pulled a hamstring and so this kid and this now don't close your eyes and picture that okay uh but uh, this kid knew exactly what I needed to do and so I have a, a great respect for athletic trainers Philip talk about the physical therapy side what what how does the education differ and uh, uh what are some things that you can do that a the, an athletic trainer can't do or doesn't do um, again, he said that they specialize in, yeah. in athletics, and there are different specialty areas in physical therapy. We can we can specialize in sports medicine. We can specialize in neurological disorders. We can specialize in geriatrics. So, depending on where you want to take your training, mm-hmm. you can do a lot of different things with a physical therapy degree that you can't do with an athletic training degree. Yeah. So much of the education is the same on the anatomy, the physiology, how how to treat certain injuries mm-hmm. uh, you just get a little bit more bo- broader spectrum as a as a pt yeah yeah uh brian is it uh when, when you think about uh some of the types of injuries that you are treating in your clinics i would imagine that kansas city and central missouri are, are, the, are the same but what are the most common injuries that people come to a, a pt uh, for really depends on the on the clinic location as yeah. philip said some clinics have a have a specialty or a niche that they kind of cater towards but yeah. in general we are musculoskeletal care experts so okay. anything to deal with muscles joints um back pain from the neck to mid back lower back probably as a grouping would be the largest yeah um but obviously everybody has two hips two knees yeah. two ankles um, yeah. you know two shoulders two elbows so it was interesting i had a shoulder replaced a few years ago and i went to uh peak sport and spine for my physical therapy uh, rehab uh, i was amazed at the uh, diversity of clientele uh, you had kids uh, who were uh, in high school or maybe junior high for all i know uh, that were maybe uh, in some some aspect of training trying to become a better more efficient athlete uh, and then you had people that were in their 80s and 90s that were recovering from a knee replacement or a hip replacement uh, so you you're really you're you're seeing the full gamut in your clinics. Would that be a, an accurate assessment, Philip? One hundred percent. Yeah, I always say geriatrics to pediatrics. It's, yeah, it's all covered. Yeah. Um, so, are there pediatric uh, physical therapy cases? Mm-hmm. There are. What 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 happens in in that scenario? I'll let the PTs talk about. Okay. That. <laughs> well, if we if we have someone qualified for the diagnosis, then we're going to see the patient and give them everything that we can. I have no trouble. There are times when some, they need someone different somebody that may specialize in a in a specific diagnosis mm-hmm. especially with kids uh, we have no trouble sending them to somebody that's better mm-hmm. more more trained in the in what they're trying to get uh, get accomplished let's talk about direct access because that's uh, seems to be a buzzword in the industry these days and and uh, my recollection is that you guys have been working awfully hard on this for a long time uh to uh 
to to get direct access in Missouri, and my understanding, and I'm probably going to butcher this, uh, direct access is when you no longer need a referral from a clinical from a physician, a medical physician, to go see a physical therapist. Is that correct? Par- partially. Okay. Tell us. Tell us what it is. Uh, the the rest of it is if 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 a patient walked into our clinic and I evaluated them determine yes you know you've sprained your ankle and this is how we're going to treat it if you're not seeing progress within a few visits or if the patient makes it up to 10 visits or a couple weeks they need to be seeing a physician to Mm -hmm. to follow up um and and, you can make that call in your clinic yes yeah and so it's it's um uh so so instead of going to the er are going to see my primary care physician, which may be very difficult to find these days, um, I can come directly to Peak Performance and say, I think I sprained my ankle. And what are you going to tell me? I'll tell you whether you sprained your ankle or not. Okay. So <laughs> you, you have folks that are, are qualified to do that. So how does that change healthcare? Uh, Brian, from from your, your vantage point, from a management standpoint, how does that change sort of the healthcare landscape for the consumer? Um, it's great. Um, honestly, of all the states we, we practice in, um, Missouri is the last to have direct access. So mm-hmm. my normal is functioning in states with, and it's all about what Philip said before, which is access. Mm-hmm. You know, it's an easy entry point. You know, you have a therapy, you know, a therapist um, within, you know, whether it be a walk-in or within no less than or no more than 24 hours can get a patient in just for a quick consult. Like Philip said, just to confirm, can we as a physical therapist or can I as a physical therapist help you? Mm-hmm. And here's the plan. Yeah. And then let's move forward. Or yeah. is it, hey, maybe you do need to go see somebody else. And the nice thing with physical therapy as a front line is we have very good connections to physicians, to right. the medical community right. in our market. So yeah. if you do need to get into a specialist, we can pretty easily just pick up the phone or shoot a text to a physician get you in quick yeah so it's a very good for the right patients it's a very good rapid and you know easy entry point to getting the care that patient needs i would guess you know that uh for for most of your existence you have relied on referrals from physicians so you that that relationship is pretty important i would guess uh i know that you have a very strong relationship with the columbia orthopedic group that they'll refer people directly to you um Mark, what was the hang-up? Why did it take Missouri so long uh, to take the plunge? Politics. Poli- yeah. Is, uh, is <laughs> it a case where you follow the money? Uh, yeah, but it's also turf. Um, yeah. You know, being an athletic trainer, I've always been able to see somebody, and, and I refer right on to a physician. Yeah. Um, so it's, But I also have to have my protocol signed by a physician, so it's, it's different than the PTs. So I kind of always have a, a PT or, or a, a physician order. Mm-hmm. Um, via my practice act, but the it's just different, and everybody's going to be somewhat protective of their turf, right? Um, our, I would we tell our PTs and are in process of doing right now is you're going to become a referral source, yeah, the same as I've been, yeah, my entire career, yeah, so. that's right. When we come back from this break, we'll continue our conversation with Mark Dempsey and Philip Smith uh, from uh, Peak Performance. Peak Sport and Spine. I don't know why I'm stuck on Peak Performance. I apologize. I know why. I just can't say it on the air. Uh, Peak Sport and Spine. Uh, and uh, uh, Brian Franks, who is the uh, Brian Frank, who is the CEO of PT Partners out of Kansas City. Partnership with these two guys here. Uh, all of that and more coming up. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, how these new laws have changed and sort of get a feel for the local uh, healthcare landscape when we come back. Uh, you're listening to the CEO Roundtable. I'm Fred Perry. This is 93.9 The Eagle.
Welcome back to the CEO Roundtable Show. Fred Perry, your host. Glad that you have tuned in this weekend. Visiting in the studio with the folks from Peak Sport and Spine, uh, Philip Smith and Mark Dempsey, and uh, also with Brian Frank from PT Partners out of Kansas City. Uh, partners with these two guys uh, in the, the clinics that they uh, serve in, in Kansas City, in the Kansas City area. Um, I want to talk a little bit about uh, a new partnership between Peak Sport and Spine and Boone Hospital. Uh, this is something I know that you've also worked on for a long time. Uh, Philip, talk a little bit about uh, this new relationship and, and what it means to healthcare consumers in, in mid-Missouri. Well, we did a partnership with Boone Hospital really to enhance care. Mm-hmm. And what we're trying to do is streamline the patient experience from the referring provider to the physical therapist with the family, the care that's given, the electronic medical records, and trying to wrap things up where we can keep things as seamless as possible, expedite care, uh, which is a big thing in physical therapy. The sooner we get to people, the better, and create a create that open access uh, across 23 or 24 counties here. Yeah. So, what, what how does that physically look? I mean, when you when you are sort of when it's more seamless, what does that mean to the consumer? So, give me an example of of how you might interact with a Boone Hospital physician uh, today versus a few months ago. Access to the EMR is is a big deal. Okay. And EMR is electronic medical records? Correct. Okay. And Which uh, usually most doctors are cursing about. Well, at least at Boone so, they do. So, so are the therapists. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. It, 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 you know, there's always learning curves that come with yeah. the different medical records. But, yeah. Uh, and we've had a little bit as we've uh, reached into the Meditech um, electronic medical records with Boone. Mm-hmm. And, but it creates a deal where if, if we want to look in and, and the referral comes to us from one of their physicians, the, they can already have the diagnosis, the things that are there set up for us. And we walk in, we're just a little bit ahead of the game then mm-hmm. when it comes to providing care. Yeah. Is the relationship outpatient, inpatient? What, what is the relationship with Boone? It's an outpatient. We, we're doing okay. outpatient physical therapy. Okay. Very good. And when does this all start? Is that, or has it already started? August 1st. August 1st. So yeah. it's coming right up. Yeah, okay. Right, right around the corner. Very good. And so are there, what, what are the advantages to Boone Hospital as a result of this relationship? Access points. Okay. You know, Boone will be in communities uh, that currently they're not serving. Uh, the communities that they're already in with primary care and stuff will have access to immediate care through a through our group of physical therapists mm-hmm. um, physical therapists aren't easy to come by just like primary care surgeons uh, nothing's easy to come by in the medical world right now and by by teaming up it, it gives us all more access and more ability to provide a, a larger scope of practice a couple of years ago after i left the county commission i, I did my charles Corral tour of rural hospitals in missouri and, and it was kind of an eye-opener but i noticed as i went around the state uh for example in sedalia you have a relationship with bothwell uh, and you guys have co-branded your clinics uh, are you doing that in any other markets yeah we are uh, i'll let brian talk a little bit about the kansas city market it's a it's a big one for us in the dallas market okay and will there be that kind of opportunity with boone down the road it should be exactly the same really okay brian tell us about it um yeah boone specifically i mean there is a i think it's been released there's a there's a co-brand a, a peak boone co-brand that'll be on all the facilities and mm-hmm. and um as such and then as philip mentioned in kansas city the kansas side the performance rehab clinics are in partnership with kansas city orthopedic institute so right. they are a sub-branded pr kcoi uh, group mm-hmm. and then in dallas we have a partnership we have six clinic locations that are affiliated with methodist hospital for surgery which is part of the larger methodist health system down in yeah. dallas yeah tell us about the the size and scope of kansas city orthopedic institute and and uh, methodist in dallas compared to 
maybe MOI here in Columbia and Columbia Orthopedic Group, how, how do they relate? How, how do they compare it in terms of size? Um, a little bit larger. I mean, the, the communities they serve are a little bigger, mm-hmm. um, a little bit larger, but not much. Yeah. Um, in both of the, in Dallas and in Kansas City, as opposed to it being maybe one group, it's it's multiple in, multiple groups of physicians that have banded together as yeah. opposed to one super group, if you will. Yeah. Um, but, and, you know, for all intents and purposes, they're, they're relatively the same as it relates to the scope in which they serve, whether yeah. it be Dallas Metroplex or Kansas City versus Mid-Missouri. Yeah. You know, Mark, you've been around a long time, and and I think that you know there was not that long ago there were only thirty orthopedic surgeons in Columbia, and it's it's sort of shocking to me to to see what's happened in the last ten, fifteen, twenty years. You know, and maybe you know the exact numbers, but I'm I'm going to guess there's over sixty five orthopedic surgeons uh, uh, yeah, in guess, in the yeah. Columbia market now. Has that made Columbia um, a a bit of a um, of a destination for orthopedic care what is that what do you see that taking place oh yeah i think so i've always felt like columbia's been a destination for for medicine mm-hmm. orthopedic care for sure we must have the highest number of orthopedic surgeons per capita of any city in america i, I would do, yeah. i would guess I and so if you're um if you know as we have an aging population and and uh, columbia and mid-missouri and the lake continues to position itself as a retirement destination that's probably a real a real benefit i would guess uh, I, it has to. Yeah, it has to. It's, yeah. a, it's a it's a big bonus for this community. Yeah. Tell me, uh, Philip, just a little bit more about the Boone Hospital relationship because, um, or Boone Health, I should say. Um, we so basically the clinics that you have, you know, there's a a, a twenty six twenty seven uh, county catchment area that Boone Hospital serves right now, really up to the Iowa border and over to Hannibal Quincy. Um, is so basically the 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 communities where you have a uh, a peak sport and spine presence. Boone, also, Boone Hospital will also have a presence. Am, am I reading that correctly? You are. Okay. We're, we're going to be partners. Yeah. And uh, so does that ruffle feathers with some of the Hannibal Regional Hospitals and, and other uh, hospitals out in the area? Our clinics are already there. They're okay. already providing services. I don't I don't see that there's any any type of conflict. There's never been anything that's been brought up or said at all. Yeah, that's great news for Boone Boone Hospital. And I, you know, as someone who spent 14 years on their board, it really uh, it's been a tough few years. The transition has been very hard uh, with COVID on top of it, with uh, a really screwed up uh, electronic medical record system uh, thrown into the mix. Um, it's it's been a really tough time for for Boone Hospital. So this is a real shot in the arm a nice boost for for boone hospital to gain this kind of presence in such a large percentage of its catchment area that's a two-way street it's good for us also yeah. boone is uh, is a top-notch high quality high high big provider mm-hmm. and for us to be able to partner with them is a benefit for us also yeah well that's a, that's excellent um and so I would guess that Brian, that you have seen on uh, the other side of some of these relationships with, with KCOI or even down at Methodist in Dallas, um, what's what are what are the first couple of years of that? Uh, how's the honeymoon after those relationships? Is it is it something that's fairly seamless uh, and uh, calm, or does it take some uh, getting used to? I always think of it as two circles. We each are living our own circle, and we're yeah. kind of we're. we're Bring them together, and Got so a lot Venn of the diagram. There. Yep, it's yeah. defining that gray where we overlap. I mean, there's mm-hmm. some good things, and part of what the private practices do very well is they have a little bit of an entrepreneurial spirit yeah. um, as it relates to marketing and, and you know capturing patients. Um, and so it's, you know, I don't want to say 
holding that back, but it's bridging that gap to yeah. where you know there's there is some inherent bureaucracy with a hospital. There is there are, there are layers of approvals. So you know a lot of that we work on during this initial pre partnership transition. But to say that never goes away, it doesn't. But it's really defining that gray where what understanding what do we do really good, what are we best at, and why are we here in the partnership, and then the same of the hospital partner. Yeah, I want to attribute this next comment to myself. Uh, full attribution. Uh, I am the one saying this, but. Probably the the most god awful thing about healthcare today is the insurance industry, and what insurance has done to healthcare, and uh, the sort of the the torment that they have put doctors and and uh, um, you know physical facilities hospitals uh, through. Um, tell us a little bit about uh, how uh, healthcare, how insurance has evolved in the last few years. Uh, are they still? complex are they still difficult what, what what's been your experience in, in recent years they're still difficult don't start bleeding by biting your lip that hard yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's it's still a it's still a a, a game with them mm-hmm. and while we're trying to take care of patients uh you got people in offices that that haven't seen the patient that will deny care i can give you a quick example uh little embarrassing but uh i I had four heart stents uh in march of this year Mm -hmm. and uh i was getting the heart stents whether the insurance companies allowed me to or not i got a i got a letter the day before uh it happened saying that my care was denied Hmm. Uh, i go in to have my heart catheter and i had four stents so uh, the insurance company uh, based on some formula they had was going to deny care when i needed four stents and i mean it's a it, it's a sad situation sometimes when it comes down to this. Um, so to me, they're very complex, um, and I wish they would, they, they would work more on taking care of the patient and worrying about the finances later. Mm-hmm. I think part of those insurance companies just assumed after dealing with you that you didn't have a heart, so that's why they denied it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's kind of how I felt. <laughs> yeah, it, it's really it's terrible, and I, I just don't think that people really understand uh the havoc. You know, what's interesting to me is that as you look around the country right now, uh, our major health systems are, are literally bleeding millions of dollars every year. You know, you have uh, Kaiser and, and, you know, losing $4 billion in a quarter. And, and you just, you see these kinds of losses across the industry. And then you look at the other side, you look at the Blue Cross Blue Shields and, and you see them uh, having record profits, you know, and it, it, so there's just something not right about that picture and 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 again you have to follow the money you you quickly figure out who has the strongest lobby in washington dc you know and the, so, the insurance company is it, the strongest lobby in the country yeah so anyway it's I, I i don't think people have a really strong awareness that that's the case and that's why healthcare is so expensive and and uh um i want to talk a little bit about um just sort of the landscape uh there's been a lot of changes uh in yeah, in the the local healthcare landscape, we we've had in in the last year, we we've, we've had our hospitals in uh, Fulton and Mexico closed not once but twice. Uh, you have seen uh, St. Mary's in Jefferson City really struggle. Proposed partnership with Quorum that fell through. Uh, you, um, it seems like, uh, and even you know, just based on news reports, MU Healthcare, which is you know an over a billion dollar you know. Uh, you know, uh, system. Um, while it seems like they might be on the right track, but they were having some financial difficulties as well. I think it's no secret that Boone's had a a couple tough, tough financial years. Um, how would you describe the overall landscape 
in in mid Missouri right now. Philip, I'll, I'll start with you first. But but um, you know, are there some challenges that that need to be addressed? Uh, it's a struggle, but I think everybody's getting better. And I see more communication going on now between different groups of physicians, different hospital systems. Everybody's really looking for a way to say, hey, how can we all do better instead of, hey, is it just me that's going to do better? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know recently the university's purchase of Cap Region was a, was a big deal around here. So but, you characterize that as a purchase? Yes. Okay. Very I, interesting. I, I, I don't know if there's money change in I, I don't know that I understood it that way, so that's interesting. Okay. I, I, I don't know all the details, yeah. um, but okay. I, I know that the that the relationship has become more serious. Right. That. I mean, uh, MU has always been in charge, but they're really in charge now would yep. be one way to characterize it. Yeah. Yep. Um, SSM is um, is still continuing to move. And, and that's St. Mary's and, Hospital. And, and, and trying to bring in physicians. Uh, Boone is obviously on the move in a lot of different communities. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rural, we're, we're in touch with a lot of the rural hospitals in the communities that we're in. Um, we, Je- uh, Jefferson City Medical Group was a big player in, in Jeff City. What's what's happened down there? Do you know? Uh, they're still a big player. Okay. I mean, those guys are still con- continuing to grow everywhere. They're, mm-hmm. they're down at the Lake of the Ozarks. They've taken over a medical group in Marshall, Missouri. Uh, they've looked at different medical groups as things have, have has, uh, progressed with Fulton and Audrain. Um They've they've got a lot of they've got a lot of good things going. Mark, I know that over the years you have paid very close attention to Boone Hospital and once threw your hat in the ring to become a Boone Hospital trustee. Yes. And so you, I think you you had a pretty good understanding of some of the challenges Boone was facing. And uh, you know one of the one of the things that's really changed about Boone Hospital in the last twenty years is that you know BJC Healthcare um, refused to partner with uh, physicians, and so right. we had a lot of our um, most successful surgeons and physicians open up their own surgery centers, which uh, took a lot of money right out of the the core hospital. Now that BJC is gone officially now two years, is there more of an opportunity for for collaboration with physicians than there had been in the past? Oh, I think definitely. Definitely. I think a lot of people are watching us. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the eyes have been on us for quite a while now to see if they could pull this off with us because Philip and I have been willing partners. Yep. For, for several years now and because over of, 10 years because of the because of their relationship with bjc we couldn't do it yeah even though we all knew it was the right thing to do yeah for both parties so no i think the opportunities are definitely there that's good when we come back from this break we'll continue our conversation with mark dempsey brian frank and philip smith we're talking about peak sport and spine the clinics here in mid-missouri and the new partnership with Boone hospital and a new state law that has changed that uh, going into effect here very soon that will affect the way you access physical therapy all of that and more coming up on the ceo roundtable I'm Fred Perry. You're listening to 93.9 The Eagle. And welcome back to the CEO Roundtable Show. Fred Perry, your host this weekend. We are visiting with Philip Smith. Brian Frank and uh, Mark Dempsey, and we have been talking a little bit about uh, uh, the many changes that are taking place in the local healthcare marketplace, including this new partnership uh, with Boone Hospital. Well, Boone Hospital and Peak Sport and Spine will co-brand uh, at uh, how many clinics, Mark? Is it uh, over 30? 22. 22. Okay, very good. Well, that'll be a, a nice shot in the arm for uh, for both companies. Um, and then I want to talk just a little bit more about PT Partners and, and sort of 
Brian, can you explain to me the the connection between uh, PT Partners and Peak Sport and Spine? Are, are you sister companies? Is that one way to describe it? Yeah, the owners of of Peak Sport and Spine effectively are the same owners of PT Partners. Okay. Um, so Peak Sport and Spine, as Mark said earlier, operates under one large tax ID, big outpatient group of private practices through Mid Missouri, and then they go over to the over in short a little bit into Illinois. Yeah. PT Partners is is um, also owned by those same four individuals, um, all three PTs and an athletic trainer, yeah. um, and they have partnerships with other PTs yeah. in other markets. So in Dallas, our partnership is with Richardson Spine and Sport. Um, that's a separate LLC that's okay. between PT Partners and our partner Joe down in Dallas. Yeah, we have United Physical Therapy in Alaska. It's a partnership with a with another physical therapist there in Alaska. Mm-hmm. Very convenient, Philip, to have a uh, clinic in Alaska. <laughs> Works out. <laughs> Very good. Got to go up there and check it out every August when the the salmon are running, right? Absolutely. Um, so, or you're more of a bear kind of guy, aren't you? <laughs> no, we'll be there in a few weeks for salmon. <laughs> All right, very good. Um, Brian, let me ask you this question. This announcement recently, and you can you can just say I don't know anything about it. It's totally fine because it's, it's sort of off the cuff. But this announcement about the partnership between St. Luke's and BJC, what does that mean to healthcare in Kansas City? You know, Kansas City it was it was interesting. I mean, Kansas City has has been a an interesting healthcare market just with you know a little positioning of the the major the HCAs, the Advent or Shawnee Mission, which became Advent, mm-hmm. um, KU, um, yeah. and then obviously St. Luke's has been a long long time legacy player there. Living in Kansas City, there was this assumption that positioning would continue. This just happened to be you know kind of when 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 it was announced, we're like ah that's what they were going to yeah. do. Yeah, um, you know we're very friendly with with St. Luke's um, in the market. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, it, it didn't come by as big of a surprise, I don't think, to us that they were going to do something. Um, I, I think what's interesting is what will they do next. Yeah, um, I, I worry about charge. Columbia because you know we're in the middle, and I think that uh, <laughs> a lot of these companies, as they look at their growth strategies, uh, they're going to grow towards the middle. And you know, we just successfully got BJC out of this market, and and so anyway, the idea that they might be coming back seems a little bit uh, unsavory to me, uh, maybe inappropriate, but uh, they've always been very greedy. So I think it's it's one of those things that uh, I hate to see happening in this market. So I think that we as you know as mid-missouri healthcare providers really have to pay close attention uh to what bjc and st luke's as they try to creep into our market and, and, and surrounding markets so w- would you say that's a fair assessment philip yes okay Absolutely. <laughs> very good uh mark i want to talk a little bit about uh the relationship i know that when my sons uh played football at hickman they got to deal with a very special person named stephanie west uh who was an athletic trainer at uh at hickman Peak has always had a very strong presence uh, uh, at um, our local high schools. Tell us about the importance of those relationships. Well, it's, I mean, it's my whole career, quite mm-hmm. honestly. Um, I came here in 91, like I said earlier, and expanded our coverage from Hickman into Rock Bridge. And we had a great, great uh, leader there. That would have been uh, Glenn McElroy. At oh, yeah. The time. So, mm-hmm. uh, so he was kind of the father of the the sports medicine area here but i remember seeing pete Missouri. bukert on the sidelines of hickman games for be, for over 30 oh years my, he was there forever yeah it was, it was great asset yeah. to to them and even when his kids were going to rockbridge he was he was on the sidelines of hickman and yeah still still very devout yeah supporter of cps so. yeah but from a from a business standpoint it was there was nobody else doing it and the opportunity to expand it into this area and and grow from there it's it's i mean as cps grew we grew and i said i actually spent the last part of my actual 
on the court on the field athletic training in, in the junior highs well there's no junior highs in the country that had a certified athletic trainer with them yeah and um i sat through lots of basketball games in a, a gym at jeff jr i'm really glad to see that place finally get a new one so. how many kids over the years did you see fall off the stage actually i saw two two <laughs> uh, i had some crazy injuries off of that stage but uh, that is uh, fell off, that so. is something that i hope exists in no other city in america that's, that's where my gray hair came from yeah honestly, uh, so. that is the craziest setup i've ever seen in my life but uh um so the uh that investment in the schools uh does that create some loyalty uh, for athletes as they sort of uh, progress? Oh, there, there's no doubt. Um, I mean, from a marketing standpoint, we look at things like we take care of our, our, our athletes, but we don't make our money off of our athletes. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We, take care of, we take care of their family. If we're good enough to see Johnny, we're good enough to see mom and dad. We're yeah. going to see grandma and grandpa, and that's really what we do. So it's, there is a marketing, but it's definitely uh, giving back to the, the communities and you know, with the recent stuff that happened this past year in Buffalo, um, you realize our athletic trainers are trained. Those two guys that are getting all the accolades, and they deserve all of them. We have the same thing right here. Um, if something happens on one of our sidelines, our athletic trainers are, are certified in CPR. But okay, most so of you're talking about teachers. the Buffalo Bills. Yes. All right. Uh, I was thinking Buffalo, Missouri. Oh, all well, right. Well, maybe so down anyway, here, too. You never know. Uh, mm-hmm. Then I was thinking chicken wings. And then, uh, so now I'm back to the player <laughs> the who Bills. had a heart attack yes. on the Buffalo uh-huh. Bills. And, and the trainer saved his life. Saved his life. Yeah. No, there's no doubt. And yeah. We take that very serious. And all of our athletic trainers are, are we have to be um, certified in CPR. And our PTs do it as well. And, but our athletic trainers that we have, Stephanie's the leader of them now. Yeah. She is the director of sports medicine. They, she's a certified instructor of CPR. So these guys go back out to the schools and they teach the coaches. Yeah. What is there a, a relationship? Uh, do you um, is there a financial relationship between the school districts and Peak, or how are those services contracted for? They they pay approximately half. Okay. Of the of salary. Right. Um, for those athletic trainers. Right. And we pay the rest. And that, that's really all that the, the pay is there. They're not really paying a lot. Right. Obviously, we're doing it for, for goodwill. Yeah. So there's going to be some, some uh, return in, in the referrals yep. from that. But it's really, it's our commitment to the communities. Yeah. And it's it's grown to the point that we're now covering almost all the schools in central Missouri. Wow. Uh, I don't know the exact number of contracts we have, but it's it's near nearing 30 yeah schools in the state i know kansas city we do quite a bit and a lot of it's with the club sports there uh, it's not through peak sport and spine but still us yeah um philip as you sort of look forward uh at the future of of your company's pt partners and and uh peak sport and spine uh are you does it make sense for you to continue to be in an acquisition mode yes it does okay um, it, it, it does for a lot of reasons. There's there's a lot of people that need help out there. Mm-hmm. With the change in EMR, there's not been any major increases in reimbursement. Uh, so as the as the responsibilities have increased, there's been no increase in pay. Mm-hmm. And so, I think we do a real good job of of of, of attracting partners mm-hmm. that are out there that are struggling to keep up with. Hey, can I do my own billing? Can I keep up with all the changes in Medicare each year? Can I keep up with the changes in regulations and EMR? And we've got a team that's dedicated to that. And so acquisition mode, it's more of a partnership mode. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I never really like going into a town 
of a couple thousand people that may have one PT that says, hey, you can acquire me and then I'll leave. Yeah. You know, we're trying to trying to make them better at the same time that we continue to grow. Yeah. What what is what's that sort of threshold for a, a, a how small can a town be that can afford uh, from a business standpoint to really have a full blown physical therapist in their town? We usually use twenty five hundred to three thousand people. Wow, it's a small town. So we're we're hoping that that we can cut that down a little bit with the partnership with Boone that um, that we can actually get in and create some access points in some communities that we're not in in Central Missouri right now. Mm-hmm. And if we can continue to to do that, then we're going to give it all we have. Yeah. And as you see uh, hospitals shut down in Mexico and Fulton and areas like that, uh, do you see the the demand for your services increasing? Do you see people going, especially with the direct access now, uh, do you see people coming in for things that maybe they would not have normally gone to for a physical therapist? The, the education needs to be done here first. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, it's kind of a, it's a fine line that we walk again, like Mark said, with our referring providers. Any type of increased uh, responsibility that we may get through direct access uh, brings an increase in liability mm-hmm. and, and responsibility for us to be providing accurate diagnosis, accurate care, and you know have an ability to earn some respect from a new new line of patients and and hopefully be able to refer out to our referring our, our referring providers now. Do you expect that you'll eventually find yourselves doing triage? That's a tough one. Yeah, you hope not. Probably no, I don't. You know, don't but but I would guess that um, you know, as people, you know, as people lose access to health care. I mean, if I'm having a heart attack or my wife is having a baby, um, you know, I just you know, I'm going to hope that maybe that athletic trainer does know CPR or that there's somebody in that building that can help me. I, it's yeah, it's not a fair question. I apologize, but it just it's you just kind of wonder how people are going to start viewing healthcare uh, as it continues to disintegrate in these rural communities. It's fair, but we, we you know we will need a lot more education on on some specific things before that point ever happens. Yeah. Yeah, very what? good. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the staffing shortage, uh, particularly in in uh, your line of work with physical therapists and uh, athletic trainers. Uh, Mark, how does that look in in the Mid-Missouri market? No different than the rest of the country, okay. honestly. And and um Brian and, and Philip just went to a course, or not a course, there's a meeting in, uh, in Washington, D.C. Uh, about this, and that's the biggest thing they took back, took away from it was that they're fighting the same fights that we are. So mm-hmm. that's good, but they might be able to extract. Yeah, Brian, how, what's Kansas City like? Um, much the same. Um, you know, historically, Kansas City has been a market that's kind of been easy. There's a few schools right around there. It's sort of a destination for people who want to go to live, um, yeah. young professionals. So we haven't had an issue, you know, too much of an issue in the past, but we last year year and a half it's been a little bit more difficult um there's a statistic as mark referenced we learned down in 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 dc was in fourth quarter of 2021 along with healthcare shortage in general twenty-two thousand physical therapists left the profession hmm. for one reason or another we graduate eleven thousand a year so that's two years yeah. worth of graduates and so we're right now feeling that nationally yeah. yeah you know we have clinics in amarillo texas we have more job openings right now i think we just ran a statistic throughout our company in the last three months or the last three months we've had like 27 openings yeah most of it crazy enough when we've got a shortage of clinicians most of it's because not to replace somebody but because we have increased demand oh that's um, good. which is great yeah but we have to have the people um 
you know, people yeah. there to obviously provide that care. If I'm listening to this radio program this weekend and um, I have a, um, a high schooler or even a kid in college that has not picked a degree yet, um, what are what are the best schools for physical therapy? Maybe not the best, but what are the schools in this area that provide physical therapy training? Uh, the biggest one's the University of Missouri. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, my brother's an MUPT grad. <clears throat> Uh, the Southwest Baptist, where I went to school, mm-hmm. uh, Rockhurst out of Kansas City, Washington University is a big name in, yeah. in physical therapy because of the research that yep. uh, that they do, and they do a heck of a he- heck of a good job with it. Uh, Missouri is really lucky to have the the talent pool that we have in the PT programs that yeah. we have. All of them are are acclaimed and and doing well and putting out putting out strong graduates. I would hire. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, we, we would hire from any of our, our local programs in the state. Brian Frank, Mark Dempsey, Bill Smith, thank you for joining us today. I appreciate you guys coming on to the show. Thank very interesting, and congratulations on your company's success. It's a great success story that people don't get to hear very much about. So thank you all for being here. I'm Fred Perry. We'll see you next weekend on the CEO Roundtable. This is 93.9 The Eagle. This city is my city, and I love